Oh man, this is it. This is the one. This is four. I, I can't even. This is four forty-one. You know, it's actually I'm excited because we're going to be talking about uh, some movies that um, I'm wanting to see for a while. I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody for a long yeah. time, so I'm excited to talk about. It. I also saw a movie that. Uh, I didn't necessarily want to see, but uh, my daughter wanted to see it, and it was already kind of available. So I uh, watched The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. That, uh, I, <laughs> Have you uh, ever pronounced his name uh, correctly? Uh, no, and I never will. <laughs> and uh, it's Shyamalan? A, it's... it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, I will when he makes another good movie. <laughs> then I'll pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> But I, I, I got to talk about this movie. I'm just excited that we're a quarter of the way to episode 1764. Why wouldn't you That's be excited I, about that? I can't wait. I mean, the 1764 party we're going to have <laughs> is it's, so... It's it, going to be one for the books. It's really, I mean, everyone waits till they get to episode 1764. Mm-hmm. And we're a quarter of the way at 441. Mm-hmm. So it's really, <laughs> this is the stuff I get excited about. Yeah. I, I've matched up that with the doomsday clock. <laughs> I don't know. The Earth might collapse before 1764. Well, we'll see how today goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, if you haven't voted, yeah, yes, please vote, do. Please. Yeah. And I'm going to live stream election results today starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So um, on my youtube.com slash grandma political vigilante, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And uh, now you pre-voted you, you did early voting. Right? Well, here's what I, here's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was back on the road heavy, um, I signed up for a uh, vote by mail because mm-hmm. sometimes I just knew I was going to be out of town. Right. And when I am in town on, on election day, mm-hmm. I do all of my voting at home. I take my time, I go over it. But then mm-hmm. this is the thing in California if you do vote by mail and don't put it in the mail, you can just walk into any polling place, walk right up past the line and go right to the person working the box. And they will say they will take your uh, ballot, your mail ballot and put it right in the ballot box. And there you wow. go. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, um, my wife and I both did um, the vote by mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got her ballot. I did not. So I still had to go, thinking, all right, now I'm going to have to do a provisional ballot. Wanted to make it easier. Now it's harder. So uh, it turns out I didn't need a provisional one because apparently there was no record of me even requesting a mail mm. a ballot by mail. That's wow. So, so um, this is, it's so ridiculous. Like, you, I go in. I have to wait an hour. Okay. You know, I, I get it. I blocked out the time. I was ready. You know, voting's important. I want to do it. Um, you have to go in. I have to look at some faded map that is color-coded. Find my street, find the matching table, then wait again in that line, and then um, have the volunteer with the poorest eyesight look up everyone's name. <laughs> it is, we, America, is one of the only industrialized countries where elections aren't held either on a weekend yeah. or a national holiday. Mm-hmm. My favorite right. was when the um, you know the the person looking up the name went, "Oh, are you Audrey?" I'm like, "No, I'm not Audrey." <laughs> <That's my wife. laughs> hey, you know it's yeah, a different yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, come on. You know, the names there are not gender specific anymore. I get it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I've been Rebecca vote. for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, and I just I'm thinking, you know, can't we get this blockchain thing figured out so we can online vote at yep. some no, point? No like, one wants <laughs> you to vote. Yeah. This, <laughs> I'm telling I you. I know, I know. It's like it's getting smaller. Worse. Voter pool is easier to manipulate. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let's introduce our guest. Let's do How it. Like yeah. that. And did you vote today? I'm going to vote. Yes, because well, I I got a new place. 
Yeah. And so, so now you have and a new polling place. I'm looking place. forward to going to the polling place, mm-hmm. even if I, I have to wait. So, yes. Yeah, uh, just for the excitement. I will say this one of the things I read, um, and there's 20 some states, I think, that have early voting. California is one of them. You can mm-hmm. either vote by mail or go, they have polling places that were open early mm-hmm. right. for like several weeks. It was the highest number of early voting ever. For midterms, right? Yeah. That's me. Kind of across the yeah. board, right? For any, like, yeah, for for any election. Any yeah, election. But like, oh, almost wow. across the country, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone right, well, was showing up early. Well, that's encouraging. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is a, a podcaster, a comedian, a uh, host of Monster Party. Monster also Party. a, a uh, writer and actor for the television and the film. Ladies and gentlemen, and also a writer for Comedy Film Nerds, mm. including the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies, Matt Weinhold. Hey! And he's also Woo. wearing a zombie shirt. Of Thank you so much. Well, no. it's not. It's you would think it's a zombie shirt. No, it's but a double it actually feature. Is, it's a double feature. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know of this double feature? It is um, same director, right? No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. Because what they tried to, you know, back in the day, they tried to put together the kind of saucy double feature that'll bring the kids mm. in. Yeah. And so they got <laughs> saucy. That was the pitch meeting. Yeah. Give me a saucy double feature yeah. that'll bring I the kids. I need it saucy. Lots of sauce. Uh, not so much on the second film, though. Because the second film is, well, the, the double feature is I drink your blood, I eat your skin. Now, I would think I eat your skin is really where it's going to, you know, pop. Mm-hmm. But no, I drink your blood, the far better film. I eat your skin, kind of a crappy little voodoo movie. But I drink your blood, satanic hippies. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Who are given a rabid meat pie with rabid dog blood. They eat it, become rabid, and uh, you know mayhem erupts. Mm-hmm. Isn't this how? Th- this is the uh, this is the true story. This is how Topanga Canyon started, right? I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> a lot of fun that canyon. <laughs> I'm telling you, just don't go hiking at night. No, that's all I'm no, saying. No, they will. Those satanic no. hippies will eat your face. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a little V in the road where <laughs> satanic hippies. Sometimes they change it, so gotta be careful. I went to go I see a um, anarchist uh, folk singer up in Topanga Canyon a couple weeks ago. Of course you mm-hmm. did. And, a, <laughs> and it was so clear when the concert was over, we needed to get out of there before the satanic hippies came. Yeah. It, was very, it was very clear. You know, the, you know you're, each venue is blocked out for a certain amount of time. Time. And that, uh, well, all right, if anybody doesn't want to get eaten, yeah. you know, you got to go after it the felt music like, ends. It felt like... Sun, getting near sunset during the Omega Man. Right. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, black cloaks yeah, start just, uh, showing yeah. up. Like, oh, that's a bad sign. Yep. <laughs> you know, two of them start setting up an altar. Okay. Yeah. It's time to go. Yeah. yeah. It just feels weird. Yeah. yeah. Can't see anybody. But me, I see. I would stick around and try to help. You yeah. Know? I'm like, you guys need to end with that. You You're never need... gonna get that out of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys need help setting up? That's yeah. how I get in trouble. Yes, all the time. we do. Oh no! <laughs> Satanic hippies oh. got me again. Sacrifice again. <laughs> they ate my face again. Yeah. Well, it depends. Do you? Oh no! I got my own rope in the car. Now wait a minute. So. You went and saw a anarchist folk singer. Now, was that something that happened accidentally or did you go, I'm looking for a... Now, were you looking for the satanic yes. hippies and you ended up seeing a... Yeah, a, how did that, uh, how did that yeah, work out? I went out. to go satanic hippie hunting. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I was, there was a show and yeah. I took a break. <laughs> no, uh, Ron Placone, 
mm-hmm. uh, who I do the progressive comedy tour with, he's mm-hmm. also a music nerd. Mm-hmm. And he was like, have you ever heard it? And he said the guy's name. And I was like, no. He's like, he's an anarchist folk singer. I'm like, and he's playing in Topanga. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's book it. Was he good? He was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Now, for a second, when Ron said that to you, did you think like, well, maybe I'll just lie and see I have heard of him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do yeah. that. Just the lie of the hipster. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I've him. got all his albums. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't believe in albums. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's why I have all of his theoretical Nobody has albums, albums <laughs> except people who, where it's cool to have an album. No. Uh, wow. That's something. I got I to gotta check this guy out. Did you YouTube him first or anything or? Ron sent me a link to, and he's like, watch the song. And when we were driving up there, he goes, did you listen to the song? Mm-hmm. I said, no, man. He goes, what? I go, I trust you. He said, anarchist. Wow. Is it something where you have to make someone else watch the VHS tape of the anarchist? Otherwise you'll die in 48 hours. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> he the did that sort you... of a vault lost yeah, vibe yeah. to it. The numbers are bad. Usually when anyone says folk singer, I'm like, oh no. Oh, no, no, this is going to go badly. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't need to watch it, because if you tell me anarchist folk singer... No, that makes it better. What curveball is going to be sure, thrown yeah, at yeah, you? Sure. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to... Yeah. No, that sounds pretty good. Like what? He's going to wear spandex and have a laser yeah. show? Like, what would yeah. happen that, that I would, would go... That would be anarchy they would, in, the, yeah, they in the folk be, yeah. world, right? <laughs> he would be completely blowing up the folk yeah, world. Yeah. No, man, I mean, he had a song... Dylan went electric, I'm just saying. He, he, yeah, he had a song about the... A school bus that was bombed in Yemen in August, and he oh. wrote this in September or late, in early October. Mm. Like that's who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he'd appreciate that as an anarchist. And, and now it's he on doesn't a, want you to name him with his name. <laughs> and now it's on a Skittles commercial. Yeah, you know how quickly they sell out. They just sold it right out. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, all right, let's get into some movies. movies. By the way, we sat on pillows and cushions because there weren't real of seats in the venue. Of course, course. Yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, did you have to rent them? No, they were mm-hmm. free. It was very mm-hmm. very communal they thing. The was, faces mm-hmm. of capitalists on them. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was the, it was it was a pay what you think is fair donation type thing. Wow. And I think for they, the pillows. Just for the oh, for the that yeah. only works for yes. the little rascals. That's, that's yeah. the only time that's ever worked. <laughs> <laughs> so all right let's talk all right about all right let's rhapsody. jump in let's do it and uh, i'll tell you i pulled up a bunch of trivia on this movie we're gonna do a spoiler up on bohemian rhapsody yes. too so we'll just just so you know it was absolutely um fascinating some of the stuff that uh that came up like some of the obvious stuff like uh rami malik the uh lead he was fitted with a special prosthetic teeth to best resemble Freddie's prominent overbite, which I didn't know that either. Like uh, that, you know, Freddie Mercury had an overbite, and I think in the movie they said like he had like four extra teeth or something. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my god, but I had then, that seriously. But then, growing uh, up, I had the ex- I had too many teeth in my mouth, and they had to pull mm-hmm. a bunch of them out. out. Yeah. So yeah. wow. But it, it was one of those things where like you know I've seen footage of Freddie Mercury and Queen, and I never noticed it before. But when they show the actual footage of Freddie Mercury, a close up of his jaw. When I'm specifically looking for it, okay, then I saw it. <laughs> I always knew, I always I saw was, that and I noticed saw that, that about too, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard of this movie being made, I was like, how are they going to do the teeth? Because mm-hmm. that was a part of who he was. I mean, right. like that was a part mm-hmm. of his, his, you know, and, and then they explained it in the movie as like, I have a, uh, four extra teeth so I can hit higher notes or something right. like that, which I was like, I don't know. Uh, who knows wow. how singing works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bigger <laughs> I, mouth I chamber. I thought teeth um, played a very minor role mm-hmm. in the <laughs> singing. 
So turns out um, no, no, no. Teeth very and, important. And this movie's been in development for a while. And this is the craziest thing that I, I, I read. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was the original choice to play Freddie Mercury with Stephen Frears directing. Um, what I can that, see that. Yeah what, yeah. what would that movie look like? Well, I will tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, he left the project, though, due to creative differences with the band's guitarist, Brian May and drummer Roger Taylor, who have control over the music and film rights. It fell apart after he voiced, uh, May voiced um, his displeasure at finding that the project would only be a biopic of Mercury, not the rest of How Queen. do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> do you blur out the other people? Like, how... <laughs> May felt it should focus on the other members and the aftermath of Mercury's death. Um, they didn't like the. Uh, well, that's no good they either. Didn't like the art. No, they didn't like the original draft. And Baron Cohen um, did a historically accurate, outrageous portrayal of Mercury that did not shy away from the rough edges of the story. Um, May was very negative of Baron Cohen and felt he was too much of a comedic actor who couldn't do Mercury justice in drama. But ultimately, I think it's like, well, the other band, the rest of the band, wasn't in it enough. They, but I agree like with it. the band though because. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of... I mean, Queen when, isn't just Freddie Mercury. It's, no. You know, it's the entire band. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. And when he went solo, how great was it? You know, it was that classic yeah. thing of like... And and they... Other guys came up with some of their classic iconic songs. They weren't just these like day laborer musicians that just were right. at the at, at the feet of Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. like this I, I'm glad they got rid of Sasha Baron Cohen then yeah but that's what I, was going I, on I, I don't think that would have worked so the, from what I what I read where's the uh, Bon Scott non ACDC movie no I don't know right. necessarily <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> and I don't know if uh you know, Brian Singer necessarily was the right choice because apparently, oh it a, no, it had a troubled production. Oh yeah, really? so oh. yes, um, uh, the production, according to the BBC, the film production was rough. The film's producers and lead star Rami Malek had grown tired of director Brian Singer's erratic behavior, which what? saw him routinely showing up late to set or disappearing altogether. Jesus. In 2017, wow. after Thanksgiving what break, an asshole. Singer <laughs> disappeared from filming for three straight days, um, in which the cinematographer had to step in and direct <laughs> during Singer's non-showings. Um, now, Was that around Monsterpalooza? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something happened where he's like, he left because of a family matter. But, uh, Wait, has Singer such... been accused of creepy stuff? I forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I, I lose track of all I'm, the fucking Hollywood yeah, creeps. I, honestly, I do, too. I think there is something. I think there is, yeah. yeah. I think there's some history there. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of days after this, report 20th Century Fox fired Singer from the film due to his, uh, yeah, and also clashes with production personnel. Um, and then they terminated. <laughs> they, they, they went further than that. Like, uh, they said, well, not only we're we firing you from this film, we're terminating the production deal that you have with the studio. So, uh, <laughs> so another uh, another director came in to uh, finish the movie and also do post. So you could tell, like some of the rough parts of the film, uh, it feels like two people directed it. Okay, like um, um, Aaron, can you pull up who they got to replace it? Because he didn't get a directing credit. Like the DGA decided to give the entire credit to uh, Brian Singer, but he didn't finish it. He didn't finish the film. Well, on IndieWire here, there's the Brian Singer timeline, a history of allegations and defenses from troubled films to sexual assault claims. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. another article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's uh, – uh, and, and I, I was watching this movie, and I was thinking, like, 
Yes, it, it was, Cesar Sanchez Guzman accused Singer of sexually assaulting him in 20, 2003 when Sanchez Guzman was 17 years old. Oh, okay. All right. <sighs> so, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some history there, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know Dexter what Dexter Fletcher was the name of the director. Who is it, Aaron? Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. Okay. So he came in and had to do, I, I mean, it was something like, and it wasn't an insignificant amount. It was weeks of shooting and all of the post. So you could tell, too, like as you're watching the film, and it has a very bloated runtime. It's like close to two hours and 20 minutes, something um, that it doesn't need to be. Uh, but it felt like there were certain parts where, like, well, that just doesn't kind of match the rest of the movie. Like, it's, it's like the whole tone and feel. Yeah, Act yeah. Pupil, he was sued for um, filming other minors and naked in a shower scene without their permission. Oh, my God, that's <sighs> awful. Why is he still working? Why were you? How the fuck is he still Why did it take that long? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a... I'm mad I gave this movie my money now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck this guy. So... uh, Let me tell Hollywood executives something real quick. You hire me as a director, I'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. I did. (laughs) And most likely not molest anybody. I'm not going to molest anybody (laughs) and uh, nothing in... I just directed 13 episodes of a TV show. I never just didn't show... Had I done that, I would have... It wouldn't have been 13. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been replaced that yes. afternoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, it, and it, I like, if I was going to direct a movie, if I was going to molest anybody, it would be the older people. Like, because I like older ladies. So, <laughs> like, the lunch lady is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so keep that in mind also, the Hollywood stance, executives. Matt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For uh, Matt Weinhold's onset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, now this movie, I'll tell you, it's uh, the whole thing is kind of leading up to Live Aid, like in in the eighties when that that mm-hmm. giant concert came in, and uh, I, I, which was sort of a reunion uh, show for well, it was yes, a reunion, yeah, show, reunion for show for Queen, and uh, this movie. Um, it it just it was one of those movies that like it it wasn't bad, but I really felt like it didn't go where it needed to go. Like I didn't I never f- felt like it hit the finish line. Like I thought the portrayal of Freddie Mercury was really good. Like I thought he the actor did an amazing job, Rami Malek, and um, you know really kind of got. Uh, I I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that was omitted from the film. Like like even like the crazy like um, music and Hollywood parties. I'm like. Mm. I'll bet it was crazier than that. Yeah, <laughs> like like that. Like this really feels like a sanitized Hollywood TV version movie. of yeah, yeah. It, that's what it of, looked uh, like to me when I saw the yeah. trailer. It looked like a TV yeah. movie. Like uh, and, and you know there, I felt like there was a lot of stuff. Like there was drama shoehorned in. Like, well, did that really happen? Or right. uh, or did this really happen? And then there was this crazy part of Mike Myers coming in in Muppet makeup to uh, Halloween play for some yeah the um, the the Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, and playing this, you know, made-up uh, music executive. So uh, he was literally only in, like, one or a couple of scenes. But it was That's like, all he's allowed to do yeah, anymore, right? Yeah, but it right? was so distracting. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is Mike Myers under a bunch of makeup playing a sketch character in a biopic for Freddie Mercury. It didn't yeah. fit at all. So, so. The, the, was I, what was the thinking on that? I was like, so that, that, that actual guy was a Scottish guy. Well, Mike Myers can do a Scottish accent. Was that the thinking versus... No, it couldn't have been because it, it was a made-up character. It wasn't even an actual character. And did they scour, mm-hmm. finding the guy to play Freddie Mercury, did they look for 
did they go through every buck tooth actor first? <laughs> right? Before, like, you know. Right. God forbid someone has naturally bad teeth. So, Aaron, you were saying before the show that there was historically inaccurate stuff in the film. What, 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 what was that? Well, they never broke up. Right. Uh, when Freddie went to do his solo album, that was they manufactured. Basically, drama. yeah, they they when they do Live Aid, they have they had been playing together. They just put an album out that year or the year prior, and toured it. So they were not apart oh, for see? years. But I mean, <sighs> it, it it added to the drama. I get it. Like, and, it's not the end of the world. Could you clear up something for me? Sure. Because so I have a friend who lives in Japan, a guy named Roger Takahashi, mm-hmm. and this guy is a gigantic Queen fan. And uh, he even has a tribute band. He's the drummer in the tribute band called Queer, mm-hmm. which uh, is fantastic. But so he said, we were kind of excited about, you know, my wife and I wanted to see this movie. And then he said, oh, I already don't like it because they used the wrong instruments. Like the band isn't using the musical instruments that they used in real life. Do you know if that's true? I wouldn't be able to tell you that. I okay. mean, I saw some of that in the trivia and the goofs on IMDb, but it's not. It's not wholesale. It's like little pieces of instruments are okay. Are off, yeah. But that would be something that would bug me if I was a Queen fan. I mean, fan. if Brian, if if they had Brian May playing a Stratocaster, that would have been upsetting. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> he's playing the right guitar. That that actor looked amazing. I mean, okay, yeah. okay. And I'll tell you, I will say this. I thought the uh, band, like um, supporting Freddie Mercury, was hilarious right. and funny. And uh, the the you know, guy playing the bass player, John Deacon, is the kid from Jurassic Park. Really? Tim from oh, Jurassic wow. Park. Joseph Mazzello, yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy. Like, uh, and I will say this, that to give them credit, too. Like, uh, it, what was really important for that is to um, not have actors that were too famous, that were recognizable faces, because the thing about, especially music biopics, like, if you use really famous actors or actors that, you know, are in a ton of stuff, you don't believe for a second that they're musicians. Like uh, like these guys, I really felt like well, these guys not only they look like musicians, they I believe that they're musicians. Like it didn't okay. look like actors playing musicians; it right. looked like just musicians. So that I think they did really right as far as casting and acting and just even um, making them look a certain way. Uh, but also, they gave them great sense of humor. Like the supporting band was hilarious. Yeah, like, uh, they had the best lines in the movie. Like uh, you know, Freddie Mercury was funny, but. Uh, uh, you know, when he he would have some lines, but he was a lot more serious, and uh, mm-hmm. where the the band was just absolutely hilarious. Like it was, uh, um, you know, they were they deserved their own movie. <laughs> you know, a comedy road movie. I would watch. <laughs> you know, them, <laughs> just no Brian Singer. Yeah, yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and you've seen know. it too, Graham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this movie was definitely it, it was hit or miss for me, and I think one of the problems too is I had really big expectations going. I really wanted it to be good, and I wanted it to be like a a home run and knock it out of the park and I think I, I couldn't tap them down enough to really accept a, a mediocre movie right uh, but uh, it wasn't horrible it was okay but it really it definitely had some problems and uh, the running time was one of them yeah like uh, 20 minutes know. too long easy yeah, yeah. if not 30 I mean yeah. that was I was starting to lose interest right and it was, it was too much and too long and then uh, you know when we finally got to Live Aid you know they made a big deal of like well this is a a 20 minute set everyone gets a 20 minute set you know there's you know it's favored nations of all these giant bands and then i'm watching the movie go and thinking oh they're going to show it to me in real time like literally <laughs> i i think almost the entire set was there now Is i that get right? that they spent a lot of money to recreate the live heat stage and try to make it look really good and uh that from a technological 
uh, perspective, it was truly amazing because filmmaking technology now, like you couldn't do that years right. ago, where you were literally recreating a giant, massive. Uh, you'd have to show get a hundred thousand extras. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah hundred thousand extras. Where, you know, here. You know, or you would just use stock footage, which looks awful. Right. <laughs> so, but here, you know, they, they, you could tell they recreated part of the stage and, you know, they, they had a certain amount of extras there for sure. Sure. Uh, but then, you know, when they did the sweeping crowd shots, they were either computer generated or partially um, with a stage that they built and partially computer. Like it was seamless. But it looks really good. Isn't it weird though that, like, see, I hate that kind of stuff because, like, give, give me a better movie. I don't need to see you recreate create a concert that exists like we have queen we had queen you know we don't need to see your version of it Mm -hmm. and like the the wonderful thing about watching old concert footage is to see all those real people in the audience like oh my god i forgot how huge they were right and then this you just go oh it's it's a special effects scene. Okay. That's, yeah. that's okay. That's yeah. okay. It's not like it's that hard to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's so interesting. You know, we talk a, a lot about this on this show. Anytime we get into a biopic, and biopics are tricky because yeah. there's you, – you, 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 do you serve two masters? Do you serve all of the people from Aaron to your friend in Japan who are diehards, who know all of this stuff, and are like you get everything right for them? Are you making this movie for people who like, oh, like I knew Queen, I knew their songs. I wasn't a rabid fan. I knew Freddie Mercury. I couldn't have named one other person in the band other than him. <laughs> right. And I kind, you know, I don't. So what was interesting for me was the historical context of Bohemian Rhapsody, how they made it, having a scene with a record executive going, Radio only plays three minute songs. Right. That stuff's interesting to me. Yes, yeah. And and how accurate was that actual meeting where they had to be artists and go, no, man, stand behind this. Like, show me that. That's interesting because yes. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, he was married to this woman. She was the love of his life. And then, oh, guess what? He realizes he's gay. You know, like, how did that play out? Okay, cool. Like, the band interaction with each other that's the stuff that we don't really know unless you're a super diehard fan and you've read every book and every right. interview and every yeah you, i totally agree with you that is that is the stuff of drama right i don't need and you to make see it accessible a, yeah. yeah i don't need a 20 minute fake concert finale right i would rather see yeah. more drama right now i didn't know it was like his like his the fact that i didn't know he was like indian descent no, I didn't know that. And either. in the oh, '70s, they're calling him a packy, which is a yeah. which is a derogatory term. It's a racist mm-hmm. term in the UK, like or anywhere, obviously. But that's like mm-hmm. how they use it there. And I was like, oh wow. So his parents are like, you know, be traditional. What are you doing? You know, what right. what's with all the oh, flamboyant yeah. oh, and all yeah. the stuff? Oh, like, no. oh wow, that's I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. No, yeah, a lot was... of boxes of wrong checked on yeah. Freddie Mercury <laughs> for for his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one scene that I really wish was in the film that uh, was not. I would have loved to have seen a, a scene with Weird Al Yankovic getting the rights to Another One Rides the Bus. So. <laughs> Freddie Mercury's through the credits, yes. through yeah. the credits yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. 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 I like to see <laughs> you guys. You, I want, I want Another One Rides the Bus. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make some movies, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was some cool. I mean, like that better be in the DVD extra. And, and they did some. They did some cool stuff of like they're in the studio. Like 
hey, let's try this. And then they would intercut it with the final product song that we all know, and then some sold out arena and everyone going nuts. Right. But like mm -hmm. that stuff was cool. Like I remember the the John Cusack. I was just thinking about that. Yes. Yeah. What was that movie? Uh, the Brian Wilson. The Brian Wilson story, whatever that one was. You know was. what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. So good. So good. You got to see, I mean, that was such a great, those scenes were so great where, where uh, Paul uh, Dano, is playing the young Brian Wilson. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know this. I just knew the beach. He's like, I can't do another song about the sun and the beach and the fun and the sun. I can't do it. Like, yeah. we got to do something yeah. else. And everyone's like, no, but the sun and the beach and the fun and the sun, that's what, that'll, yeah. we got to just keep churning that out. I love when an iconic artist made stuff that was outside of their thing. They got famous on a certain thing and then they had to go outside of it. I would right. like, I would love to see a Bowie biopic when it's like how he starts out and then Ziggy started, you got to do Ziggy for the rest of your life. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. What? And You're so, out of your fucking yeah. mind. How many times did that guy reinvent yeah. himself? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. yeah and, and that, that's the whole point of it being an experimental album. Let's have that. I'd like to see the behind the scenes on that. The dramatization of that is more interesting to yeah. me than, and, but I get so fucking mad and now, now I, I don't like this movie more, obviously, because Brian Singer, I, oh, that's right. He's another creep. Fuck him. But Aaron bringing up the fact they didn't break up. You don't need to create drama right. with a fucking rock band right. playing in front of Live Aid. And Freddie Mercury's your 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 front yeah. man. Well, Chances what, what, are, if you dug a little deeper, you might be able to find some. Do you remember, yeah. you remember the Buddy <laughs> Holly story? Yeah. yeah. They removed uh, one of the crickets. There were four crickets, and then there were three in the movie. Imagine if you're cricket number four. Oh, yeah. What? What? You're gone. Yeah. It's not a plane crash. Plane crashes yeah. don't sell well. We're just going to have them get into a bad argument on a bus, and that's why they broke up. Yeah. No, they died in a fucking plane. Yeah, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, that fourth yeah. cricket didn't test well, so they, they had to take them out. Yeah, that's Freddie so Mercury, weird. The, the, the stuff, I mean, and they just glossed over his sexuality being demonized because everyone was when AIDS first happened in the 80s it was like oh the gays are they're gay, the gay cancer right and judge the gay community and all this other shit they they just sort of glossed over that a little bit and i was like spend more time on that versus this fabricated breakup well right. i wonder well, too and if now that if happened any in the editing point. room because oh, you know, oh, yeah, as, yeah. Uh, you know, and another director came in and just, uh, you know, just kind of probably looked at the footage and yeah, <laughs> it was maybe good to be, you know, you don't know. Or the studios came in, you know, because if you have no one steering the ship, you know, right? Who no, knows? that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's it's mm -hmm. it's it's a little unfortunate because Rami Malek does such a great job, and as you say, the the band, the, all those actors do a great job. The woman that plays his wife, fantastic, fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. The you know his his friend who becomes his lover who becomes very toxic like that those those key characters are like the lawyer who gets sort of elevated like did all that happen the firing of them we'll get into this in the spoiler app but like mm -hmm. anyway it's just funny too when you talk about the runtime it's, it seems like this is a common thing these days where almost every movie is 20 minutes too long yeah 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 uh, what's, what was interesting about this movie, it was very specific where it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, you could cut that scene. 
Yeah, and then no. you'd have twenty minutes less. <laughs> There's uh, nothing so. wrong with an hour and forty-five minute movie. No, no nothing not at wrong all. With it. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially even when you have like, uh, or if you're gonna, you have to justify that longer running time. Like, if you're gonna have a two-hour and twenty-minute biopic on Queen and specifically on Freddie Mercury, you have to show me all those things that, um, you know, that that give the human drama. You know, you can't show yeah, like get into it. You know, you can't show a concert scene that we've already seen. That, like you said, as right. footage of that is going going on for way too long. Um, so I, yeah, it was it was weird. Like uh, I felt like there was stuff missing from this movie. Uh-huh. Like uh, like like you you were saying too. Like the, you know the, the actual human drama. Um, like everything just felt like well, we're just going to kind of scratch the surface. We're not really going to get into it too deeply. And, and um, also, when a director's not showing up and cast is getting frustrated and a guy and they got to replace it. I mean, that's like yeah, that's that's never a good. That's thing. a ball club that like of course they didn't win the championship right, because right. The co- you know mm-hmm. the coach got fired even with this A list yeah, yeah. team. You know mm-hmm. that's like that's that's unfair. That's unfair to the actors. Yeah. Right. It's like how was the Han Solo movie going to be amazing? It's, it's, you know, when you have another director come in and shoot 80% what, of the movie. What you guys think of that one? Yeah. Um, Seriously. Not, See, I, I'm in the same boat. No, I'm not How great. do you like that? Mm-hmm. And because everybody was, oh, oh, this is good. This is great. Yeah. You're going to love mm-hmm. Star Wars again. No. And I thought it was. No. Who are you talking like, to? I mean, it was. <laughs> eh. Yeah. I was yeah. bored. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was very. Eh. And, was and I don't blame the cast. I thought no. the cast no. was fine. But, well, you know, to but, be fair, they shot two movies. <laughs> So yeah, they had yeah. to work twice as hard. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And that story is like the the lamest caper film. Like, there's a I can give you a hundred other caper movies that you'll enjoy way more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a disappointment. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was cool Easter eggs in there that we all went, oh yeah, oh hey, yeah, the Kessel yeah, Run. Oh, yeah, okay. but that's not enough yeah. to hang yeah. on. Nope. Hey, he yeah. said a thing mm-hmm. from the other thing remember that I that like. Thing? Oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> I like both those. Yeah, things. yeah. <laughs> I remember that when it came out in the seventies. I remember now. I remember that joke yeah. that you're referencing now. Uh, so. <laughs> That's a, a very <laughs> yeah, the most academic yeah, yeah. fucking response. Oh, <laughs> I remember the date that you showed up. Uh, yeah, it's like a forty-year callback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look how much work we're putting into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So we well, will get as more the in- as the biggest Queen fan. Before you move on in the okay. room, uh, I loved it. So, all right, you loved, loved it. it. Wow. Loved it. Okay, right. I was in tears at the end. Rami Malek was amazing. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. I can look past Are all you the depressed at this time? No, I'm just curious. No, not just want to make sure so, you're. No, I'm Aaron, all right. we'll I'm get into this more in the spoiler, but just real quick. Sure. What overall? Listening to all of our complaints, just what were you just like? What what was the one thing that made you love it so much? Uh, I think the performance. I thought I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Uh, I didn't think always a good way to go in to anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. anarchist uh, folk, same thing. Just, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you just laser were, show. You were you were so <laughs> so just Rami Malek's performance was enough for you to carry it through any. any and, just, and the the rest of the band and the clear the clear fun they were having and yeah. All right. Did you guys like the Doors movie? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked that See, movie. See, I liked yeah. it. Uh, I think it's, and I, I think Val Kilmer's amazing, he was fantastic, yeah. did a great job. He's the best part of the movie. He even sang. That's yeah. his voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I felt the movie kind of bogged down in places mm-hmm. where it shouldn't, because it's Jim Morrison for Christ's sakes. Like it's, you mm-hmm. know, that's going to be should be a vibrant, exciting, interesting story all the way through, but. Uh, 
But I mean, yeah. My favorite part of the movie was when the house got filled with popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to give Val Kilmer credit yeah. for it because that, as you were talking about uh, having a, you know, a name, a star play a real person. And uh, I really got lost in that performance. I yeah. thought he did an amazing job. He did, he did, he did an amazing job. For he sure. did an amazing job. And mm-hmm. he at the time was a bigger star than Rami Malek is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Val Kilmer yeah. was a huge oh, yeah. name. Yeah, at huge. The time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was Oliver Stone. It yeah. was like, oh, wow. I love yeah. that film. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. That's good. All right. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about this movie briefly The Visit, because I haven't seen an M. Night movie in a long time. And I, I got to remember if I've it. seen this. And uh, this was the movie where the kids go visit their grandparents in oh, suburban yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh, God. No. And. Uh, and you know, because no. my daughter's really into horror movies now, and she's like trying. I'm trying to steer in the right direction. Like this is one I did not steer towards. And as we're watching it, I'll, I'll tell you this: it was an interesting premise. Like it's set yes. up, like you know, great it's premise. A, uh, um, something weird where, like you know, the mother is estranged. She sends her kids to live with the grandparents for like a week to mm-hmm. get reacquainted with them because she's estranged from them. Um, which, although also a red flag, well, you haven't seen your parents in years. You're just going to toss your kids off to them for a week. <laughs> right, right. That's a little weird. Yes. And then um, um, they're into sh- some weird shit, some weird shit's going on with the grandparents. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, interesting premise. It goes off the rails so quickly and so stupidly. It does. That, that uh, you're, every scene after that, you're like, well, this 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 can't get any dumber this and then it nonsense. does yes, and then it, yeah. it literally does I, and then there's a oh kid. and then the the kid the, the kid's the rapping son. yeah the, the, he raps yeah yeah throughout and the movie there's yeah. a rapping white kid yes that's like eight or ten years old or no he's ten years old or something or yeah. no or he's 13 it doesn't matter uh, but he, Somebody's I think it was kid won a talent show, and then we got to yeah. put him in a movie. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, Why, was this movie set in the eighties? And I'm like, no, 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 it's, no, it's bad. Yeah, and uh, it's a found footage movie too. So there's always an excuse for somebody to be holding a camera or setting up a camera, and uh, a lot of that t- stuff doesn't work. And all the scares are not scary and completely manufactured. The only good part of that movie mm-hmm. are the grandparents. Yeah, acting wise, they're really they are and odd wonderful. And mm-hmm. They were great, and mm-hmm. it's just everything else is wrong. Yeah, yeah, from from start to finish. Well, yes. here's the thing: why you're going to see more of these. The budget on this was five million dollars. We talked about this when this movie came out. M. Mm-hmm. M. Night did a very smart thing. He just raised really low. He went low budget mm-hmm. and budget again five he million. Probably paid for it himself. Probably. I think this one he paid for himself or split one of them. He did. He just yeah. threw his own money in. It. It's cumulative worldwide gross is $98 million. Wow. <laughs> he cleared $65 million in the U.S., a $25 million opening weekend. So Oh, it's because it's a Bloomhouse. Oh, yeah. They, they do those movies uh-huh. on the cheap. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't name one actor in it. No. Like, uh, it's all, you know, low budget character. Yeah. You know, the, the money didn't go into the cast. Uh, but you know the, but the kid rapping. I'm like, what are you it's doing? It's so stupid. What are you doing? And they, and they hit so, that beat again and again yeah. and again. It's yeah, like, yeah. And it's and it's supposed to be this like kind of comic relief. Yes. And then it's like, oh, he's going to rap over the credits too. Off. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. What did your daughter think of it? So she thought it was ridiculous and stupid. Like, yeah. I will say this: that uh, we both were a little interested, in, like, because the the setup was a little interesting and and creepy and. But it just, yeah. it's like 15, 20 minutes in, you're like, I'm done. I'm done. Now I'm just watching it. I'm, I'm like hate watching it. Did you like Split? It. Uh, I haven't seen Split yet, but that's next like on my Split. list. You know, I heard, I heard Split is like the one that 
Returns. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And it's and it's a it's a great uh McAvoy uh yes. does an amazing right. job. Like he's, So I'll probably check it out. He's the but I will say this, um M Night has wasted far too much of my time already. <laughs> so I yeah, don't I, know. I understand. It's uh but but it was it was <laughs> He's it, hurt us all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> So it, it, I'll tell you, and it, the other thing too is it's like it, it's in that PG thirteen. Like, well, is it a kids horror movie? Yeah, is it a horror oh, no, movie? No. What, what what is it? What is this movie trying to be? And it, it's nothing. World it's War like, Z. It's like the same thing. It's like yeah. you're writing the line, and I, right. I I need you to cross that yeah. to make this thing work, or or lean you know? one way or the other. Right. You know, make this yeah. okay. This is House with a Clock in Its Walls. It's a horror movie for you know tweens or whatever. Or yeah. it's a uh, yeah. well, even that was marketed improperly. They yeah. marketed. I want either Harry Dawn Potter. of the Dead or Goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Not- <laughs> 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 Those are your choices. Yeah. That's it. You have. Two Two choices. <laughs> Choose a team. So, yeah. So, and and I'll tell you, that should be the barometer. Yeah, for every, yeah. For every movie, every, every movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's also a movie that they didn't know what to do with or how to market, but you know, it definitely clearly it found an audience. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I, I really feel like this is like Blair Witch, though. It made money, it found its audience, but most people that saw it hated it. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Where, you know, Blair Witch made a ton of money. Yeah, but most Did you guys people like saw Blair it Witch? hated it. I liked it, really? but uh, there was a huge... You didn't like it? Uh, I was like... I was in that movie. I got a headache. This is the mm-hmm. first, like... Did you ha- see it in the theater? Yep. Uh, that was the problem. Yeah. I got a headache and was like... And the thing, the thing I've said about this movie forever, I was like... Uh, you, te- you... It was... The, 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 I've always said this. It's like watching Jaws... And all you saw was dun 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 yeah, dun dun dun, and the shark never jumps out yeah, of the water. Yeah, it does. It does. No, it's just <laughs> it the does. kid in the corner. Then the thing, I didn't see the witch. That's the shark, man. No. I don't want to. You don't want to see the witch. I do. No, I want to see no, a fucking witch to- eat a when child. I, when I see the guy, <laughs> well, that's another movie, and I do want to see that. I do want to see that as well. <laughs> no, I can't that's deny. Well, but you know, but, that's Hansel and Gretel. So. <laughs> but the, the boy against the wall, like I just oh, creep me out. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That I love was that. creepy. Now. But it took way too long to get to. But that. I, but I will say, I think that you seeing it in the theater because most people got the headache. It's not a film that's really meant. When I saw it, no, I think Dana Gould gave it to me on like VHS. But that was part perfect of the, way to see. That it, was right? part of the marketing campaign. Yeah. So everyone would talk about it before it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And so for you going, you now have like a Pavlovian response to the movie because you associate it with. Pain, physical pain. It's Clockwork Orange now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a headache and I was bored. Uh, well, I will say this: the remake that they did. Um, I heard that was really terrible. It was the same movie with a budget of ten dollars more. Oh, <laughs> why? Why do that? It made what? no sense. Like at first, I'm like, oh, maybe this is a sequel. Like uh, one of the siblings is looking for her brother that disappeared, like out of the first. Oh, okay. Uh, but then the exact same beats happen. The exact uh. same thing happened. They finally get to the cabin at the end. I mean, you do get to see the witch at some point, oh. but it's very, you know, just a little bit. But it's like, well, this is this is the exact same movie. Why why would I be interested at all yeah. in seeing this? We found another camera again. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what's funny is I really love a found footage movie, a good one. Mm-hmm. But I love it when it's when it's done right. Like those paranormal activity movies, I love those movies. Right, I think they're really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that it's got to be done right. Well, have you? Uh, this is a good transition. Have you seen any good horror movies lately? Well, you know, speaking of a found footage movie, and I want to mm-hmm. get—I've got some notes here myself. But there's mm-hmm. a movie 
that I saw the sequel recently of this film. And, uh, I like to guess that brings notes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a movie that was 2014 called Creep, mm-hmm. and it's this film where it's like this guy hires this videographer to shoot him, and it's like he's got some sort of brain cancer, and he wants to have this record of his life for his wife and kid. But what you find out gradually as this film goes along is that this guy is not right and mm-hmm. Mark bad things. And Mark yeah. Duplass is a genius. Yeah. He 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 is uh, plays the title character in this film. He's called. And he's also one of the writers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's called uh, Joseph in the uh, mm-hmm. in the original. Then they did a, a sequel. The sequel is not as good. But once again, you need to go. Was this where he's like just stalks somebody with like a bag over his head? Was this that movie? No. Well, this one he wears like a wolf mask. I'm thinking of. I think they're literally they made a movie called Baghead or something. <laughs> I have to now. Yeah, I have yeah. to see that too. But uh, but yeah, the creep one and two. Two is not as good. Mm-hmm. But again, just for Mark Duplass is that's the reason to show up because he mm-hmm. is so good. His performances are so creepy and weird and unnerving and funny and creepy and uh and who's ever heard of him right and it gets me he's done a ton of stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) it gets me so annoyed too i think you need to start saying indie darling mark duplass indie (laughs) i will i will from now on and he is my darling i feel like he is my indie darling but yeah I, i since the last couple oscars i've been and it was nice that get out got the attention that it did yeah. mm-hmm. but like that should open the door crack open the door for horror movies now because there's so many great performances that i'm seeing in horror movies uh like hereditary mm-hmm. i thought was wonderful mm-hmm. so many great performances such a, a great scary story you know when you know you basically you know the the gist of it is, you know, there's something wrong with your family, especially uh, there's a daughter. This is uh, it's Tony Collette, and Tony Collette has this daughter who's kind of a misfit, and uh, something bad happens to her, and then that, and that's like about a third into the film, and there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on. But I then heard it's really scary. It's really too. scary. It's really it's scary. It's creepy. It's really well acted. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scares that you don't see coming. Like I'm so annoyed at hill house the haunting of hill house everybody's like oh it's so great no it's not go (laughs) see some other movies see some i like but if you no 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 it would be a matt weinold episode if he didn't just really hate something we love no no oh you've seen all those scares before if i hear one more goddamn monologue from those people it's just soap opera writing no no <laughs> see hereditary just watch that on a loop until <laughs> that fucking hill house show is over <laughs> i can't i uh, i'm that's what gets me is that there's this kind of like user-friendly horror now like this will get you in if you, you don't like to be too scared and but like no 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 jump in the deep end that's where you need to go and i thought yeah hereditary is amazing and uh i think my favorite line was when a guest uh, who saw it said that uh, i said well how scary was it and he goes well that night i did leave the light on a little longer than i normally would before i, I had a bed. nightmare yeah <laughs> i had a nightmare that's a good movie yes. yeah, yeah. i had a nightmare and i was i woke up and i was like ah oh, <laughs> that 
really scared me. <laughs> and it's this guy's uh, uh, Ari Aster. It's his uh, debut film. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Now, how much do you bet that that will not be on the Oscar roster? No. No. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. No, but I, I agree. I th- we, when we said this last year, we were really hoping, th- I hope Get Out does kind of open the doorway for horror. For sure. To get more mainstream and and. and show it for the amazing genre that it is. Yeah. And there's all these great filmmakers and, and actors and writers that are coming out of it. Because right now, horror has a split personality right now. We're finally yes. getting some good stuff. Like, you know, even studios are finally, we're getting Get Out, It, and like, you know, there's some good studio horror movies now that took years to find. Yeah, and then on the other hand, we have the dumb Conjuring movies and the, yeah. you know, like all that kind of nonsense. Well, which is the- and now normally, like the indies would be where like some really innovative horrors is going on however netflix is buying up all the really shitty horror movies and putting them on yeah, although i'm trying to remember where i saw this um, no i think it was on. but but then you've got like yeah. chiller you've got all these new streaming horror movies but they have no content so they're they're buying up all the uh the stuff that's like at the bottom of the barrel there's there isn't enough good horror movies especially indie that are actually being made well i see i would disagree with that because i think mm-hmm. that just like anything most of everything is gonna suck but then there are going to be some standouts. And right. I think there are some really good ones. I saw two great Nicolas Cage horror vehicles. Oh, Mandy. Mandy, yeah. I thought was... Now, Mandy's the type of film that I normally would not like. Like, as I'm watching the beginning of it, if it starts off, if it's too artsy-fartsy right out of the gate, which I felt Mandy was, and, the, you know, playing with the different lenses and the like everything was kind of i know it was trying to go for a, a dreamlike quality well but I, I thought it was too much though let me stop you there because i gotta mention this because everyone i've talked to about mandy has the exact same reaction you just gave me where they loved it they can't describe it and they it's hard for them to talk about it <laughs> it's not hard for me to talk about it it's very plain and clear listen to me america and the world no i mean the content it's hard to like it's hard to talk about like the content of the film without like giving stuff away or like, like well that's like, true or even like yeah the, that's uh, true like the trailer like i saw the trailer and i'm like well is there like ghosts or supernatural stuff in this movie and uh i talked to him he's like no i no, can give isn't. one like spoiler away yeah. right yeah okay mm-hmm. so it nicholas cage his wife is kidnapped by an evil cult not uh hippies but hippie <laughs> uh hippie adjacent hippie, okay okay <laughs> yes, okay yeah. cool cool but uh so now you know he's uh trying to get her back he's on this revenge quest mm-hmm. And so within this story, there's these creatures. You th- initially, you think they're creatures. You think that they're like demons or something, but they're not. They're actually this weird group of bikers who dress in sort of like a road warrior type getup, mm-hmm. and they speak in a really weird kind of way. And they're not demons. What happened is that they took this really strong acid that screwed up their minds like permanently and so now they're like they've acid turned them into these otherworldly beasts <laughs> and that alone should get you into the theater and that's not or your living room <laughs> yeah now that, that doesn't spoil the whole movie that's just a small part of if it that, mm-hmm. but there's so much great stuff and so i start i start we start the film my wife and i were watching it and it's like i don't know i don't know this is a little and then all of a sudden it just it hits its stride and you go okay this is great. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I strongly recommend that one. Okay. And, and I would also recommend uh, Mom and Dad with Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Where oh, I didn't see that one. That was a, a lot of fun. It's not on the same level. Two very different type of movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mom and Dad, very high concept. Right. All of a sudden, parents want to kill their kids. And that's it. That's yeah. all you need to know. Wow. I mean, go in, enjoy. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage's Christian film paychecks. That won't be. Uh... <laughs> this isn't a faith-based uh, movie. The parents murdering their kids. Uh, so. it, it's it, there was a, an element of faith that it struck mm-hmm. in my heart. All right. So one more before our ad read. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. What's oh, from it? you. One more, one more film. Oh, one more film? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I already told you about I Drink Your Blood. Which yes. You need to see that one because, mm-hmm. again, like I said, the... Um, mm-hmm. But here's one I really enjoyed. Oh, oh, okay. This is a great one. There's a movie. It's 2016. It's called A Dark Song. Dark Song is uh, this woman. It's, it's British, and her uh, child is killed during some sort of a cult ritual. You're big in the cult. Anytime yeah, a cult yeah. goes it's wrong. It's a horror movie. I like, I love cults because I, feel, I, I like, I, I like community. You know I what I mean? Like I, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have a Google alert set up for cult. <laughs> I do love, I do love cult. The, Ra- the Rajneesh, uh, oh, Rajneesh fuck, thing. A wild, that was wild so thing. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that kind of stuff. But, uh, so this, this woman, her kid is uh, killed. And so she wants to get revenge. And so what she does to get revenge is she uh, gets this sort of like um, supernatural practitioner guy to help her do this spell that will uh, open a direct line to these gods. It's it's kind of unclear initially whether they're dark gods or good gods or, or neutral, but she's trying to do this spell. And the spell takes like a week. It takes a long time. And so the whole movie is her just trying to, you know, withstand the rigors of doing all the things that this uh, occult practitioner guy is telling her to do to get this spell to work. And it's really great because as you go along in the movie, you are kind of right along with her of like, is this all bullshit? Is this guy really just, you know, conning me? And is this going nowhere? And then things start to happen. And it's it's so good. And really creepy. And a very unusual it's ending. a dark song? A dark song. Okay, yes. we'll check it out. Liam Gavin is the director. And... Uh, Great stuff. All right, you know we get. We, I think we need to. Do I could go. I could go on forever, with, but that's with, a whole nother uh, show. Yeah, yeah. With Matt, we'll we do, do another one. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you today by ZipRecruiter. Uh, there's some smart things and some not so smart things you can do when hiring people. Um, you know, there's job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. That's not smart. And um, job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply for your job. That's also not smart. But what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash CFM to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And uh, uh, right now, you guys, our listeners, Comedy Film Nerds listeners, can try ZipRecruiter for free. What? Yes, what? because you know we all have uh, we got the little side hustles, and sometimes you need some help. You need some you know, help. Yeah, 
And uh, all you got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. And Graham, you're not going to believe this, but we are almost at capacity on our what? Patreon ad. It's thank you guys uh, so people. much, the pa- Patreon nice. ad tier mm-hmm. people. So uh, we have a couple uh, new ones here for uh, November. Now, one of them I will say, um, Maria, you haven't sent me your ad copy yet, so please send it in. Come on, uh, Maria. To info at comedyfilmnerds.com. I sent you an email, so I'm waiting to hear back. But uh, um, we're at, like, I think we're at, like, seven right now. And I think our our, our um, max is ten. We won't, uh, we won't go past ten. Um, so... Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to let's it. Do and it. Thank you so much, Patreon. Uh, Guys, this tiers. is a great way to support the show and mm-hmm. promote your business. And anybody listening, go to these. If any of these Patreon things sound cool, yeah, check them out. Check them out. So then, so then, let let them know I heard about you on Comedy Boomers. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna when, mix when, it up. When, when you hit like forty dollars, do you like? Do you get to join a cult or anything like that? Yes, <laughs> we do have a. We have a cult tier. We do yeah. have mm-hmm. a satanic hippie sex cult mm-hmm. tier. But you have to help set up the altar. Yeah. Well, you know me. <laughs> yeah, you got to call Matt to help you. <laughs> I'm union. Yeah. Matt so. is a cult union carpenter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is from um, from Scott Ryan Hart. He has a night, the Night Watchman, a story about a hero who clubs down evil with flashlights and shines them into the darkness when that guy is not working his day job at the Home Depot. It's an illustrated novel that will be contributed to by over 30 artists, ranging from fantasy game illustrators, cartographers, storybook illustrators, to well-known comic artists. He's doing a Kickstarter, so it's more graphic than a novel, but more novel than a graphic novel. So go to ninthpointstudio.com. That's the number nine, thpointstudio.com. And uh, Rebecca Evans, The Arts Podcast. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. If you want to hear some fun stories and get inspired, check out The Art at facebook.com slash the art podcasts we've both done that one yeah it's really fun uh, rebecca and i recorded uh near the beach Mm -hmm. by my house and had an amazing conversation Mm -hmm. it was really good stuff and uh, alice frazier co-host of the bugle podcast and tea with alice brings you a series of three genre bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy the shows were recorded back to back as a three-hour show at the melbourne international comedy festival in april 2018 with a binaural microphone which creates an immensely um, in immersive listening experience. Just Google Alice Frazier Trilogy for more info. Just real, real backstory. This is the way a lot of like the uh, UK and Australian comics work is that it's like in Australia, it's festival season basically from February through about May. And they'll write and come up with a new sort of hour and they'll workshop it through and do all these shows through the festivals in February and March. And then come April, May, they'll record their albums about it so it's re- it's a really cool way of working whereas mm. you know us in the states we just were always on the road kind of hoping to turn over new material or whatever right like will anderson has done this a bunch he has i don't know 19 or 20 albums or whatever so it's a really cool way of working and that's what you're getting to hear when you mm. w- listen to alice Frazier and to keep it fresh yep. yeah absolutely yep. it's a whole new hour and she's got three hours it's amazing mm. that they they put in this much work and from Chris Parker Howard, uh, the podcast Coffee Over Suicide, it's a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, uh, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. That's coffeeoversuicide.com. And Graham and I will be on that that one as well, yep. where we're still scheduling that. Um, the Audacity Performing Arts right Project on. Uh, produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. 
Performing arts education is not a luxury. Check them out at audacityperformingarts.com. That's audacityperformingarts.com. It's a good cause. Check it out. Um, and Johnny Rulon has got his novel, Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. All right. Thanks, Patronis. Thank you, guys. Go to patreon.com slash comedy and you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. All right. Let's talk about some trailers. Oh. Um, there is a new How to Train Your Dragon movie coming out. Okay. I, all right. Let's do it. I love the first one and the second one. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's also uh, shows too, like How to Train Your Dragon. They've they've done a bunch of uh, seasons of television as well. So you know, I always thought too, like at, at first, like well, you know, do they um, drop down the go. level of animation for the show to make the, the movie more special? And I think they were doing that at first, but now they're before that. But out there, beyond the edge of the world, lies the home of the dragons. This looks like a higher rise. And I believe it's your destiny <laughs> to one day find this hidden world. You do know my leg isn't a chew toy, don't you? Is this what you want? Yeah, go get it. Uh, how am I supposed to get down? I think how to Who's train the guy? Dragon in. Hey, bud, um, Who's the voice? Nerdy uh, McGillicuddy. Uh, <laughs> Jay, Bur- yeah. Jay Burton. Yeah. Jay Burton. Joss Wolf is making yeah. obscene gestures through the window watching. <laughs> right. A light theory. Yeah, yours is better. Oh, well, yeah, that's why I didn't. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> How dare you tease us? <laughs> then you'd be one more hard person. This is a new kind of enemy. We need to find the hidden world. I will destroy it. Yeah, I won't say DreamWorks animation. How to train a dragon and Kung Fu Panda are their best properties. You're nothing without your dragon. These were great. I've not seen one of them. Succeeds. You know, I there liked the first one. I didn't like the second one as much, but this third one is great. To put an end to it. So, what are you gonna do about it? Shoot up, gang! Shoot up? Yeah, they're all heroin oh, users. Yeah. That's you didn't know. Oh, that's a nice twist. You brought a baby to a battle. I couldn't find a sitter. So he's not even really in this fantasy land. He's just wasted. Yeah, riding his uncle. hidden world. It really does exist. It's also one of those rare animated movie franchises where you see the character's age and redo the character model. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like if you look at how Hiccup looks now, it's vastly different than the first movie. And Hiccup is the dragon? No, Hiccup is the the guy guy riding in the dragon. (laughs) That dragon's getting older. My My only concern is... Are they just gonna keep? Is this? Are they kind of repeating the same story of like someone wants to kill the dragons and we right, gotta rescue? Right. You know I'm hoping I mean? that doesn't happen. So we'll see. I it, loved the first one. The second one was a good sequel. The other thing they're doing too is they're exhausting a lot of plot lines by you know they have a show now too. So right. you've got like you know Race to the Edge and all these other things. So you've got all these um, storylines that they're kind of using up 
in the TV show. So what's left for the movies? Can well, I? Mm-hmm. I just need to ask something about some of the because I, I I used to go to any kind of animated thing, and then there mm-hmm. was like this run of a bunch of these animated films where it just was like no matter what the premise was, there was always like a bunch of animated kids that spoke really quickly. And like that was, <laughs> and that was supposed to be hilarious. And uh, and I and I just checked out for a while. Yeah, like well, what like Big Hero it, Six was like I it, wanted to kill myself in it, that one. It got saturated. Yeah, and uh, and that's kind of what happened. But uh, you know, these are kind of the the ones that rise to the top a little bit, like the How to Train Your Dragons and Kung Fu. Panda. I heard that was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I, but it's stuff like Sing, you know, movies oh, like that. that. Yeah, there's and no like way. like the Madagascar <laughs> movies. You know, those are the ones you're like, oh my god. I, I will say this too about these movies, the dragon movies. They're actually great to watch in 3D because oh, you okay. really feel like you're flying around on a dragon. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds that's great. pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So I'll see this. Yeah, I've seen for the first sure. Two. I'll see it. Um, all right, let's see. Isn't it romantic? Trailer. Mm-hmm. Something crazy's gonna happen, guys. It's gonna be insane. It's just a movie. You see, Natalie, life's not a fairy tale. Girls like us don't get that. Oh, wow. Look in the mirror, doll. When that Julia Jennifer Saunders. Yep. What are you talking about? Natalie is saying that romantic comedies are bad. All those movies are lies. They're terrible pop songs. I think people would have an easier time seeing you if you were a little more open. Hey, I'm Jack. Natalie. Little Sandra Bullocky with the bumping into stuff. Well, the, this, is the, uh, this is an inciting incident. This is at Williams Sonoma. Make them away downtown. It looks like somebody's put a beauty filter across New York City. 911, what's your emergency? Someone's broken into my apartment and they've taken everything and replaced it all with much nicer stuff. So your emergency is that your apartment's <laughs> I too big. I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm... Bye, yeah. I'm going crazy. I hit my head really hard and I woke up in this alternate universe. And now I have a gay sidekick who's setting gay rides back like a hundred years. I love working the legs. Jesus! And guys looking me in the eyes. You're quite beguiling, aren't you? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? No! Oh my God. I think I'm trapped in a My life's become a mother romantic comedy! Postmodern okay, romantic comedy. I have to get a man to fall in love with me. Boom, 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 yes. I'm Josh. That is such a beautiful name. Good morning, beautiful. Last night was amazing. I don't think we actually did anything and just cut to the next morning. What? Just get back here. Okay. Good morning, beautiful. Last night was amazing. Natalie, I love So it's interesting that uh, it's such an obvious premise that, like, why did it take so long for some dumb studio marketing department to finally green light it? Yeah. Uh, I don't... The premise part of it? I mean, I like Rebel Wilson, but See, I'm I, like... I, uh... I have yet to discover the deep vein of hilarity that runs through the... <laughs> 
level. <laughs> like, I mean, it's all, she's all right, but mm-hmm. like really a star of a movie. I, um. Wow, we're all speechless. I, How know, did that happen? I, I, Aaron, say something. I love the idea <laughs> that uh, the pre- I love the premise of we're gonna mock romantic comedies. Yes, yes. I do too. I, I love like that, that premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And show the ridiculousness of it and the stereotypes mm-hmm. and but all. But that seems like a very small part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I know that this is a movie I will most assuredly watch on a plane nine right. months after <laughs> it comes out. And yes. I will let you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch the cut down Super 8 version. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on your own home projector. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So now, if she bumped her head and was in some sort of cult. satanic hippie yeah. cult, Matt, you would be on board. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, that like, movie needs to be made. It's right in I front just, of you. It's right in front of you. <laughs> Romantic comedy. Then there's a horrifying cult in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, does he mm-hmm. love me? Does he mean sassy best friend? And then... But yet you're still hitting all the beats. Yes. And because she, she ends up falling in love with with the high priest the high right. priest mm-hmm. the, you know they they come from two different worlds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god i can get funding i think immediately for this <laughs> she likes smooth jazz he likes blood sacrifices <laughs> <laughs> will this will this work out i want something else drink my blood <laughs> We've made it. We've we made it. this I movie. Mean, God damn it. I want to see this movie <laughs> you've, more than... You've sold thank me. Thank you. See? Right. Yeah, I'm there. I like how we always all just uh-huh. come together at the very end. Yeah. I mean... Oh. Oh. No feelings hurt. If Overlord can mix <laughs> monsters and World War II uh, action... Why it's can't like, we mix, you know? At the end of both yeah. of their mm-hmm. lives, Malcolm X and Dr. King became good friends. Yes. And they overlapped <laughs> a lot of their views. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's get to DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, Incredibles two, liked it, fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, didn't, didn't see it yet, but I heard. Yeah, it, it is. It was okay. It's good. And uh, some moments to it are a little, a little long. And what's weird is like there was a. It's funny you mentioned speeches. Like for an animated movie, this movie had a lot of speeches Uh-oh. in it that were long. And I'm thinking like, what is the animators like looking at a script going? I got to animate just a guy talking for five minutes this makes no sense that was my one problem um, with this movie the, uh, mm-hmm. the first one is really great so it's it's a yeah. hard act to follow yes. right uh it's sort of like kung fu panda mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like yeah. uh there was some really cool stuff in it but that was my problem as i remember now there was a lot of like talking and it's just like don't have the family go out and kick ass yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's the thing i want to see so you know? there there definitely was some uh great stuff on it but that you know those minor gripes aside it was it was a fun good movie but it is also weird like these you know, release windows. Like, Disney's very specific. Like, it took a long time for this one to come out, where some of these other movies haven't been in the theaters right. for more than a couple months. Right. Like, Black Klansman. This is the Spike Lee film. Uh, you saw this. I loved it. it. I thought yeah, it was yeah. really cool. I heard it was good. It was really mm-hmm. good, really entertaining, yeah, really interesting, sure. based yeah. on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christopher Robin, this was the sort of biopic for A.A. Milne, and, uh, but it also kind of showed him you know, seeing the actual characters, and it was like a mix of animation and live action. So, uh, I don't know, this got like mixed reviews, and mm-hmm. it, it just kind of mm-hmm. came and went, but... This is um, the poo, Christopher. Yeah, Robin, right? yeah, there, I mean, there were basically two movies about the uh, the author. One, I think, came out last year, I believe. Who wrote the... Wh- who, who did the song, Christopher Robin? The uh, Danger Zone dude. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Kenny Loggins? Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Loggins yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that, so that song <laughs> always... Uh, the Danger Zone, Speaking dude. of which, that song yeah. it really annoys me. Uh, Aaron, what was the name of the other uh, uh, A. Milne movie? Was it Finding Christopher Robin? Let's, uh, let's look that one up because nah, it had... It had what did it, I don't it, want to. It had... <laughs> it had uh, Loggins wrote Mar- that song Margo. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> did, but, he, did he have any kind of anger? Yeah, it had Margot Robbie in it. This was like her trying to... Um, Kind of, for Rob? Wait. Yeah, it had... Uh, that was Now, that's the um, Ewan McGregor one, but then there was another one. Um, it had, like, a, a much more cumbersome title. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, more like Searching for something. Uh, the Pooh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the answer's right in front of you. <laughs> uh, but it had, it had Margot Robbie in it, and then it had uh, um, oh, another, uh, like, an actor that's been in literally everything. Uh, what's his name from uh, Star Wars? The latest uh, Star Wars movie. This is just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, all right. We'll uh, we'll look that up later. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I I don't know anything yeah, about yeah. it. I say wait. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next one is um, Papillon, which uh, I found really uh, odd that they remade this movie. They remade so, Papillon. Yeah, they did. Why? And uh, exactly. Yeah, like what? what if you want to see the, want to hear this story, go watch oh, oh, that, the Steve McQueen, yeah. uh, Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. By the way, we found it in the movie. The first it was, one. It, it, you know, <laughs> it was goodbye, Christopher Robin. Was the one. <laughs> oh, All right, Chris. but uh, yeah, it came in last year. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, Papillon was a weird thing. Like even as I'm watching the trailer, I'm thinking, why does this exist? What what's the what's the purpose or point of this film? Uh, audiences agreed. They did, uh, no one really, uh, no one really saw this God. film. If you never saw um, the original, let this be your impetus to go oh, yeah. to go actually see the original. It's, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Film. I hope this movie getting made made more people see the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, two actors at like mm-hmm. the top of their the game, mm-hmm. based on a true story. Yeah. This epic oh. prison thing. Mm-hmm. Come on, two guys that have done a bunch of prison movies. Straight Time, Dustin Hoffman uh-huh. and Don. Yeah, The Great mm-hmm. Escape. I don't know anyone ever heard One of, of the that? greatest movies ever made. No, Come on. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. We should remake The Sting. Uh, yes. By the way, <laughs> I have to tell you, my dad, we watched The Great Escape, and my dad likes movies to end with a happy ending. Ooh. And well, just, you it, know. Wasn't, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he watched that. He was so angry at the end of The Great Escape. And mm-hmm. I go, Dad, it's based on a true story. I don't care. <laughs> like, really? You're going to change history? <laughs> And like wow. Lincoln pulls out of it, okay. Well, you know, could could you have just uh, stopped the film when they showed one guy getting away? Oh, that's Is a good that, idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, could you just stop? John it there? Wilkes Booth just grazed Lincoln. He served <laughs> yeah, two yeah. terms. He did a lot of great stuff. Do a series of dad edits. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, everything. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> they made it over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> hey, we did it. They made the jump like Evil Can Evil. High five as they land on the other side. <laughs> Evil Knievel couldn't, but we could. Yeah. Um, so also on the uh, the website, we do have. We're still going with a free T-shirt with every T-shirt order. Still going. We've got plenty of T-shirts left. Don't worry. There's a, t- a free T-shirt for you. All you got to do is do buy it. one. We'll get you a Christmas uh, free season. One. And downloads are working now. The message boards are back up. Say hi to Charlene. There's also some. Uh, uh, hi, Charlene. Th- uh, there's also some uh, discussions going on. What you guys want. On the message board, so and and it's great because we're kind of rebuilding these from the. Uh, oh, now see, you made it creepy. That's weird. Why am I? Why is yeah. this creepy, Shane? Yeah. This is Brian Singer. Yeah. 
You want to come to my? You want to come up to Topanga Canyon? Can I call you Charlie? I just should be shooting a movie, but I'm not going to go for three days. (laughs) I was wandering in the forest for three days. I'm so. the witch in Blair Witch Project. I'll make you stand in the corner. Want to hear me sound like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> so um, check out the message boards. Um, be part of the conversation. And also, you could give suggestions on what you want to see as we rebuild them and restart them. So uh, Crab Feast merch is almost gone on the site. All we have left is the all Juco shirts and the hats. Once it's they're, gone, it never comes back. They're going fast, too. So if you are a Crab Feast fan and you want to call some merch, you got to get it now. And uh, premiering this week, Graham, Girl in the Spider's Web, colon, a new dragon tattoo story. I'm excited to see it. I like these. Mo- I like the books. I like the movies. Uh, winner for cool. most awkward title. Yeah, so, it is <laughs> clunkety clunkety. Uh, now, I, it is not based on the original author's work. This is based on a, uh, a book that was written after his death. And uh, so I'm not sure. I have mixed feelings about it because the, the original stories were so good. That uh, I don't know how well know. Uh, when somebody else kind of takes over how it's going to look. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I like the characters. I like the story. So we'll see. I'll see it. Yeah. Um, the Grinch, another completely <laughs> unnecessary children's film. Uh, yes. Like we have, we've already had enough Grinch projects. We don't need any yeah, more. Done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Um, so I like I like Benny Cumberpatch, but uh, <laughs> Benny Cumbo. Yeah, but uh, even <laughs> even he sounds bored as the Grinch. Always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll be going to see Overlord this We're going to do a spoiler up on Overlord. Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to... Are you going to uh, see this, man? What's see Overlord? Overlord? Uh, hello? Nazis! Nazi demons! Come on! Yeah. World War Two. World War Two. They go behind enemy lines, Nazi experiments, oh, that, crazy oh, demons. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, come see it. I hope. Go, I hope it's good. Go see it, and then do the spoiler with us next week. Okay, the problem is, the problem with... No, 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 I just want to hear yes. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. the spoiler up next week. Yeah, okay. Uh, I can't believe I strong-armed you into seeing this movie and coming back. No, because no. here's the thing, is that I I so want Nazi horror movies to work. Yes. (laughs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite zombie movies of all time, Shockwaves, like the first best... Uh, you know Nazi zombies mm-hmm. and I love that kind of stuff but since then like they're so hit and miss like most of the time they're miss like mm-hmm. I had a movie I was going to tell you guys about called The Frozen Dead which is like 1969 with Dana Andrews as a Nazi who's trying to revive these frozen Nazi soldiers right and oh, like that's it was a, kind of a shitty little movie but it was but it actually is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and like, what was the one with Dead Snow? Was that the other? Yeah, yeah. I, too funny, too mm-hmm. winkety wink well, at Dead you Snow all. Dead Snow also had a uh, sequel, too. There was like. Yo, a, forget uh, it. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. No. But I will, if you know what, if you're excited about this. Yes. Then I am going to suck out your excitement. <laughs> I will drink the blood of your excitement. You got to do see the spoiler this now because you're you're going to probably either love I, it. Or- I think you're uh, you're going to be uh, a counterpoint to me, and then I think uh, well, Graham, you might be as well. So we'll see. I might like we'll it because I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm skeptical about it. Now here's, here's I think you're going to come away liking it. Chris is going to be disappointed, and I'm going to hate it before I go in and when I leave. Well, now <laughs> now we don't have to do the episode. <laughs> I'll have already written yeah. fan fiction yeah, based yeah. on it. <laughs> now, see, now we're done. Now this, <laughs> we don't have to do it. You're probably Slash right. Fiction. Let's uh, just, let's just... <laughs> so um, I'm excited to see it, but uh, but if if you're busy, it's okay. No, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna. I think we can make this work. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think you're the perfect person to do this spoiler. Yeah. 
Um, and as a special bonus, we're going to be holding it for Thanksgiving when we're not recording a show. Yep. So that'll, that'll be, our, be the Overlord thanks- spoiler. Overlord we'll spoiler drop. will be the Thanksgiving episode. Keeping Halloween alive. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving. Look, you, know, you know, this movie didn't come out Wish in October. Bone. Curse bone. <laughs> the, um, maybe we could have a nice Thanksgiving dinner with the cult. You know, a lot of people uh, do that. For the uh, I will be. I'll mm-hmm. be spending it with my family. Oh, speaking of cults, why we're all comedians. <laughs> and also the next one is The Front Runner. This is limited release. This is the Gary Hart story. Also um, about Nazis? Kind yeah, of, it's sort yeah. of a cult, okay. the, the Democratic Party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all politics. Uh, so, you know. I'm kind of interested in that. I, li- know, I like political things. I'll tell so. you, the Gary Hart story, it's so interesting. Like, uh, when they were making this movie, I don't think anybody on the set went, well, I can't wait until this movie's done because the political climate will make it completely irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's the kind of movie where it's going to be completely a waste of time or. It might be the kind of movie that like is timely, offers some insights, and like does some interesting things that we haven't seen before. So we don't know. I feel it's like going it's going to flop. Go, we know uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel know, like I creatively, the, it's going to go one way. But I think you're right. I think creatively, it's going to go one way or the other. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground. I don't think anybody's going to go. Well, it's okay. It's either going to be let's go see the Gary Hart really movie. Yeah, yeah, or interesting. But I think I think you're right though. I think it will make no money, and only people with podcasts will go see it. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, once uh, again, all right, all yeah. on the same playing field here, guys. We're yep. back. We we always wrap it up at the end. Towards the end, <laughs> we always do. We, we bring it home. We bring it home, and uh, I'll I'll end on another note of uh, um, More movies that I enjoyed because uh, I saw in your notes uh, Cargo. I enjoyed Cargo's great. Yeah, Cargo mm-hmm. managed that was the Martin Freeman zombie, zombie Australian thing. movie mm-hmm. managed to take uh, a pretty much dead. Uh, genre like we've beaten this thing to death mm-hmm. uh, and t- take the zombie genre and do something new with it you know he and gets he gets bitten and he but he has a a daughter with him and he's trying to find somebody to take care of his daughter before he turns oh, wow. which is an interesting premise it's really good martin yeah. freeman's great and great. it's and it's a really touching movie yeah it's good and that's what makes it different all right that's our show Matt Weinold, thank you for joining you. us. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Oh, my God. Well, you know, you can go to mattweinhold.com, but forget about that. Let's talk about Monster Party. Monster Party you could find at Monster Party TV on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Monster Party HQ on Twitter, and Monster Party HQ on Instagram. And uh, so, yeah, we have a podcast where we drink and uh, yell at each other, much like what we did today. Yes. And, it's uh, an investment of time. Yeah, it's a long, we've both done it. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It goes on for like about two hours or you so. You guys feed oh, the guests? Oh, no, no. It's we, longer than that. It can go longer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no. Uh, like if you add the whole event in, like you come in, you feed us dinner, we yeah, hang out, and then we, then we record the show. It's like it's an evening, and it's so yeah. much fun. And it's it's, uh, it's myself, it's uh, Sean Sheridan, James mm-hmm. Gonis, Larry Stroth, and we're a bunch of real nerds, and uh, yeah, we, we have a good time. Great. Yeah. All right, check it out. I feel like an I feel like an uninformed dilettante when I'm on that show. <laughs> like I don't like here. I feel like a nerd on that show. I feel like wow. I really well, we're very we're very specific. Let's just say. Uh, uh, can I also plug something else? Sure. Stand against evil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's Dana Gould show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked on this season, nice. season three. And uh, so, yeah, we got uh, another nice uh, slate of episodes coming uh, tomorrow. 
Uh, right on. IFC, uh, we got two. They what they do is they put uh, two episodes in a row, so it'll be seven and seven thirty, and you get to see two episodes back to back. All right, great. Yeah, on IFC, uh, it's, it's we everybody who uh, you know works on the show does a great job, and uh, we really feel like this is just a, an amazing season. Awesome, great, cool. Well, guys, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, you know positive reviews on itunes and all that business go Mm -hmm. to the store patreon great ways to support the show yep there's uh you know paid ways are always great but there's also ways that you know you don't have to pay like graham was saying you know good reviews spreading the word and even using our um amazon affiliate link on the homepage. like make that your amazon link so every time you uh um, you buy something from amazon we get a little taste there you go Mm -hmm. thank you matt thank you aaron thank you and thank you to the uh, the satanic cult up in Topanga. We appreciate you guys supporting everything that we're doing. They have a see Patreon you next week. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you next weekend. See you next weekend, guys, for uh, more. And I'm going to go see uh, <laughs> anarchistic. Uh, satanic. Yes. Hippies. Folk singing. Folk singing. Uh, Nazi. And uh, bluegrass. Satanic bluegrass. I'm going to go check out. Well, oh, to be fair, that's all bluegrass. Well, they, <laughs> they actually changed the grass from green to blue. Oh, yeah. That is, I mean, it's right on the nose. (laughs) Episode 441. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.